Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to the Tales from Lay Crib show. My bad. Messed up on that one, Caden. It's all My right. Bad. It's okay. Hey, we all anyway, make mistakes. We do. We do. <clears throat> Steven, don't make that face. Steven. Don't, don't do it, Steven. Interns don't make mistakes no. if they want to get hired. No. Anyway, we are live from Lay Crib Studios. I am Mike Davis. I'm joined by Caden Reeves and Steven Smith. How are we doing today, y'all? Feeling great, Mike. Another another wonderful Sunday night here in beautiful Duval County. Love us some jacks. I mean, if you want to call it that. Anyway, you know, Steven, how are you doing, man? Uh, I'm great, you know. I uh, just got finished at the home of DuPont. Um, took a shower, came over here, and uh, now it's my favorite part of Sunday nights. It is, it is a great part of my week, you know. Every time I get to sit down with the boys, chat it up via... Tales from Lake Rib Styles, uh, it's a great day in the books. You know, just go over the wavelengths, give the people what they want to hear. Um, you know, really just put on a show for the millions and millions of Lake Rib fans. Anyway, with that being said, let's go ahead and dive right into it, okay? Let's get into it. All right. I know I know that this is a seri- is a funny show. It you is. Know? We like to consider ourselves comedians. We, we, we put on a few good laughs for you guys, at least. We, we laugh at ourselves. Um, that we do. But... Let's get serious for a minute, okay? All right. You know, we, we've been talking about it a lot this week, Caden. Um, Steven, we've talked about it in the past. I was listening to I'll Make a Man Out of You earlier. Ooh, Donny Osmond. From, from Mulan, right? Okay. Yeah. One of my oh. favorite Disney movies. Oh, wow. right? big, big fan. So I want to dive into what does it mean to be a man? Well, first, let's kick it off by just saying, let's get down to business. What does it mean to be a man? Who wants to start it off? You're the one. You're the man holding the mic. You start us <clears throat> off, Caden. Well, to me, being a man is really all about just being being supportive of all those around you. You know, being able to boost them up even when they're down, even when you're down. It's having that mental toughness and capacity. You know, push through and just kind of elevate everyone around you. You know, be protective. Don't be like toxic about it, but be protective. You know. Puff up your chest, but don't talk about puffing up your chest, if, if that makes sense. Y'all kind of catch what I'm saying there? Yeah, kind of have like a like a humble, almost like a humble arrogance is what I'd say. Yeah, I mean, I was thinking the same thing along the lines of, uh, you know, you got the idea of what a man looks like. And so it's like burly, beard, all that stuff, muscles. Um, but when it comes to, in my opinion, what a man is, um, it's someone who serves. And to expand on that thought alone would be, um, you know, when when a man is some, in my opinion, usually a man is, it can be when you're single, but a lot of the times you think of a, of a guy being, you know, a father and a husband. So he serves his, his wife, he serves his kids, um, he provides for them. Um, and I, I think overall is just a good role model. And I, I think that that alone can uh, set you up to be, a man, because I, I think the biggest part of it is humility. You know, I, I think that's I think that's true. Um, a lot of times, men like to you know, kind of boost themselves up a little bit. You know, I, I know we've all done it. Uh, you know, we've you know, put ourselves up a little bit and uh, kind of you know rode that rode that wave of you know feeling great, being on top of the world. Um, but at the end of the day, I, I think that to be a man, you really need to understand your faults understand where you fall short um because you know as men you know we we don't really look at the at the areas where you know we don't we're we're not the best that we can be you know 
you, you try to compensate those areas of weakness with your strengths, per se, of other characteristics you have. Exactly. Exactly. And, and I think a lot that goes into into <clears throat> the idea of what a man is and what a man should be is understanding that you're not going to be able to do it all. And I think that just goes for people in general. Absolutely. And I, and I think with the society we live in now, there's a lot of like high stress and anxiety for that, like that perfect, I have to be perfect. I have to strive for perfection. And I think it's something that we, as people really, I mean, men too, but mainly just people have to understand that we, we're not perfect. You're going to fall short here and there. And that's okay. That's, that's part of being a human being. That's part of being a man. That's part of, you know, going about life. Stuff, stuff does fall short. You do fail. I think your true characteristics come out when you do fail. You know, a, a very wise man once told me um, he, he may be the senior uh, to Mike Davis Jr., um, but a wise man once told me that it, it's not about how you win or it's not about winning or losing. It's more about how you win or lose, right? Because, you know, winning or losing, but doing it the wrong way, you know, cutting, cutting corners, you know, doing all that, th- doing all those things. That's not, that's not the right way to go about it. You know, I, I'd, r- I'd rather lose the right way than win the wrong way, you know, because, because if I lose the right way, at least I know that I did everything I could, you know, while, while still holding on to those morals and values that I have. I completely agree with you, but Steven is making some faces. So we're going to go ahead and pass him the mic and, you know, let him give his controversial thoughts. Well, okay. Uh, speaking in the idea of what you're saying, it's correct. I'm not saying it's wrong. I just hate losing with every, everything in me that I, I would go out of my way to make sure I win at all costs. I, I know, but, but, but then would you, would you, as a man, would you sacrifice your morals and, and the things that you hold dear to you, you know, by cheating in whatever way or doing what you could to win? I think it just depends if you're talking about through competition or I, through, I'm, say, like an argument. Uh, in I'm that, not, I'm, not in ta- that. I'm not talking about an argument. I'm not talking about, like, talking or like arguing or debating a topic with somebody doing what you can to win that i'm talking more about like just in life in general or cutting corners you know in your career in your you know areas of uh, in the different areas of your life that will you know put you ahead instead of doing it the right way i don't know um i got mixed opinions about that because of uh i mean look at barry bonds with the steroids and everything i don't think that it was wrong um everyone not not because everyone was doing it but because there was no laws against it in place within baseball so it wasn't really cheating at the time um but i think that's the first thing that goes to my mind is when you're trying to do anything at all costs and so uh, you pay the price to where in the future you're looked at differently um and i I guess that comes back to if he had done it the right way then people don't look in that way so I, i think it comes down to more of do you care what people think about you um and I don't think a man should care what people think. So I think if I can look myself in the mirror and say that uh, I'm okay with what I did, then I'm going to win at all costs. I think there is a line I would draw in the sand, but overall, I'm winning. That's all my goal is. So I'm going I'm to push back with a little bit of a question here. At what point does the, the line in the sand become blurry? Because if, if you're willing to... Well, but, but then first you have to start off with the question of where is the line in the sand? And who determines where that line is? Are, are, you, are you proclaiming that because you're a man, you know this is what's moral, this is what's not moral? 
And we are getting a little Anyway, bit- yeah, pause. Uh, the Dallas Cowboys defense is absolutely going off tonight, ladies and gentlemen. Um, to we're, mess- watch- we're watching it live. You dir- know. Direct message to my dad, uh, who has the Dallas Cowboys defense. Uh, he's been talking about it all day, and they are absolutely putting on a clinic. Uh, granted, they are playing the New York Giants. Uh, New York Giants are not good. 40, but 40 they, to nothing is they, they, nothing to joke about. They, they, I mean, they've scored two touchdowns tonight, and that's their second fumble recovery. Absolutely. So, anyway, back to it. Back to it. Steven. Proceed. Where is the line in the sand? Um, I think it depends on two things. One, um, your fundamental beliefs of if you have a religion, so for me it'd be Christianity. Um, I look and see, does it go against my core beliefs as a Christian? Uh, and then two, uh, as a human alone, everybody has a moral compass, obviously, that it is, it is based off of what the Bible is because, you know, God created us. So my moral compasses leaned more towards the Christian standard. Um, I think the line is once I cross one of those morals, then it's too far. Yeah. But then can you, and the Bible is very clear cut on what those, what the, what those morals are and where, where that line in the sand should be drawn. So then could you, I mean, you could say that based on the Bible standards, Anything that's not putting that that's not doing it the right way. It, it, anything that's not doing it, it doing it the way that Christ would have done it, is you know. Yeah, but that winning mean, the wrong way, you would say that alone is a uh, what's what's that um, a logical fallacy? You gave me an either or and a thing that's got more than more than two op- more than two options. So I mean, it's not a are you going to cross the line or are you not going to cross the line? There's, there's all that room in between to where I can go up to the line, which is not great speaking when it comes to Christian terms. Um, but, I mean, I'm, I'm thinking about going back to a competition, okay? The, the, the law isn't you can do this, don't do this. It's just don't do this. So you got all these different ways you can do, go about it. So you got more than one option. So if some guy is doing it, this way, then maybe I found another more efficient way that no one knows about because I did everything I could to find it. Then I found it, and I'm going to go that way. So I, I think that it's just there's more than one way to win, but there is a line to cross, and some do cross that to get to the other ways to win that we all know about, but nobody wants to talk about it. That does make it makes a little bit of sense. I'm, I'm starting to gain a little more perspective on your argument. But to me, in that process, like like you just said, trying all the possible factors to win or to, you know, do what you need to do, except for that said red area. But again, like doing all those other factors aren't crossing the line. That's what I'm saying. Like when when approaching that line, how can you be so definitive that you're not going to go there? Like because obviously as and I know I know you, Stephen, you're a competitive man competition is going to get the better of you and you're going to get that much hungry and be like, oh, why not? Well, like you said, we're not perfect. So we all will have gone there before. Um, and then you learn and you won't go back to that point. Um, but it's a trial and failure thing to where you're going to try and all of a sudden you're like, oh, that didn't feel good. That's that's not what my morals show I should win as. Um, and so I, I think that it's a, it's a learn-based thing, whether you learn from your own mistakes or from somebody else's mistakes. Uh, and then plus, like, everybody just knows some things are wrong, and so you just avoid those ones completely. 
following up on that, I kind of want to touch, you know, <clears throat> circle back to the main topic of what it means to be a man. But, you know, when a man fails in, in those situations or he crosses that line, what is a manly response to come back from those failures or those, those crossings of the line? Uh, I mean, I immediately would recognize that and, and, recog- and, and acknowledge that to the people who it affects and say, you know, hey, I messed up, right? I was wrong, okay? Here's what I'm going to do fi- or what can I do to fix it? Recognizing that there's wrong and then righting that wrong to me are, 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 the be- are, are the best, if not the only correct, correct men's response to having made a wrong. Yeah, and it's like you can't react to it. You have to respond. If you react, you're going to you know, maybe act out of emotion or respond erratically. Well, if you respond, it means you've thought of something to be able to go through and do it. Um, so I, I think your, your best plan of action is to think through real quick, okay, who is this going to affect and then it's going directly to the source saying, hey, I'm sorry I did this. How do I make it better? So, I mean, exactly like Mike just said. I think it's a great answer from both you gentlemen. Well, do you have anything to add to that, kid? No, I mean, I, th- I think you guys kind of both hit the nail on the head. And like, I think it is a, it's a key factor to, you know, step away from the situation. Kind of, all right. Because in the moment... At the end of the day, like you said, we all have sinned, fall short of the glory of God. We are going to act out of emotion here and there. And when you do, you're not thinking clear-headed and you're thinking with, you know, passion, emotion, all that. So you're not going to be making your best formed rational decisions. Therefore, part of that is taking a step back, realizing that you have done wrong, and then approaching those affected by the issue or the problem itself and then dealing with, dealing with it from there with a, a logical and, you know, mature response going going after it and trying to fix it rather than continuing to let it affect you know your b your c and like the rest of your day no i totally agree with you and uh you know that that's just a little something that i wanted to talk about that's uh, kind of been you know on my mind the last few days i know it's been you know on on your mind kate in the last few days uh so maybe we'll talk about this again someday uh you know if you guys like it uh maybe our opinions don't mean anything so maybe that was all for nothing. But, hey, it's I, worth a shot. I, and, well, and I think it's, a, it's good to, you know, sometimes dive into these deeper topics, kind of show our, our range, if you will. But also, and I know Mike's going to start making jokes because I've, I've been doing it all day since I started reading these books. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> Dude, I'm so glad that you're reading these books. I'm so happy for you, Caden. Thank you. Right? I, I appreciate and it. And I actually just finished one of myself. One, one for myself. Okay, you it's, wanna, called the, it's called The Last Lecture. Okay, it's oh, you were telling me about this. Yeah, tell, yeah. Uh, t- tell the millions and millions of fans about Randy Posh. Uh, so Randy Posh, he was a professor of like engineering, but it was for virtual reality. He basically like was one of the groundbreaking researchers in the, the beginnings of virtual reality. He worked for Disney as an Imagineer. Um, you know, he, he did all these things. He, he worked uh, as to help create and lay the foundation for the creation of AI. Uh, but he was diagnosed with terminal pancreatic cancer. And whenever he was diagnosed with this, he was also selected to give the uh, last lecture at Carnegie Mellon University, um, which, would, which is a lecture that was given to the seniors of the college uh, for that year. And it was kind of like their, you know, 
this is how you live life, you know, go live it to the fullest. Uh, but it was also going to be his last lecture, you know, as he, he probably had like two or three months, uh, two or three months to live. I think that's what it said. And uh, so he kind of just talked about, you know, following your childhood dreams and taking the opportunities that come towards you and then see what happens with them. Um, and, you know, I, I took a lot of from that book. I, I think it's very helpful. I, I think you should read it, Caden, whenever you get done with what you're reading. Uh, but, you know, just 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 a little bit about that. Uh, but, Caden, what were, what were you saying before, we, you know, we, we went off way off topic? I, I was just saying, like, um, as I've been reading, like, these. When I uh, started reading these books. When I became a bookworm. Yeah, when I put on my monocle and have my nightly reading pipe. No, I'm kidding. But uh, when I've been reading these books and, you know, a lot of them are, like, mental clarity books or, like, you know, how to train success in your mind. So I would love to start, you know, contributing more and having more of these uh, kind of philosophical, deeper meaning talks or, like, you know, how to have that positive mindset. Because I was reading actually today. Sorry, I'm going on a little, little tangent here. It was basically comparing, like, uh, whatever kind of energy that you put out into the world is going to be reciprocated back to you. Like, if, if you have good, positive, upbeat vibrations sending that out, there's a good chance it's coming right back to you. It might not be that moment or that day, but it's out there and it's coming back. The, uh, the way I look at it is if you're going out, out into the world, <clears throat> right, and you're being super positive, smiling at everyone, who doesn't want to smile back to a guy that's smiling at them? Just, just enjoy life. I know you guys are both looking at me like I'm an idiot, so go ahead. Rain in. Rain in on the parade. Ladies and gentlemen, tonight's forecast is dark and cloudy, brought to you by Michael Davis and Stephen Smith. If there, if there ever was a time, Stephen, the more you know. <laughs> the more you know. All right. Enough about the serious stuff. Now right. let's get to the comedy. That cut deeper. I thought you guys were going to kind of go in on me. That cut deeper. Really? It the did. fact that we kind of just disregarded you? Yep. Oh, well, that sucks. I'm sorry for you, buddy. All right. Well, last week, I was the one asking questions. This week... It is Mr. Caden Reeves' turn. Mike V. Steven. This is the first Mike V. This is the first Mike V. Steven in the history of the world. Actually, no, that's that's false. I was playing WWE the other day, and it was uh, a banger. It was, dude. Uh, Five stars before you go ahead. And so, like, it was it was already like scheduled. I didn't make it right. So I. Whenever I did this, it automatically put me and you main eventing WrestleMania for the WWE Championship. It was a five-star match before we even used the finisher, right? So, no, it was before we used resiliency. And we both wound up using our resiliency. It took me, you hit me, well, you hit me with like three or four finishers. I hit you with like two spears and a sister Abigail to finish it off. It was electric. It was, it was insane. Can, can we like, can we do this after this too? Uh, maybe it's kind of late. Yeah, I know, but it's kind of early. Nope, no, it's kind of late. <laughs> Come on, Mike, you work at Cracker Barrel. You've seen those kerosene lamps? They run all night. Nope, no, it's it's late. Actually, they get lit around three to three thirty. It should all be lit by four and out when we close. No, he's missing it. I mean, it's early because it's it's Monday morning. Boo! That was bad. Anyway, for Steven, right. that was actually pretty clever. That, that was pretty clever for Steven. <laughs> for Steven, that was a clever one. Anyways, to the trivia. Boys, put your game faces on. Get mean. Get nasty. It's trivia time. Tonight's category is Marvel Cinematic Universe. 
Oh yeah, I know a lot of this, Stephen. My or uh, Stephen, how are you feeling? Let's let's do a little pregame interview. Stephen, how are you feeling about tonight's performance? Uh, you know, I'm not that worried. Uh, I had a hyperfixation on Marvel about uh, about uh, probably s- we'll go a year ago. It's probably a year ago. So I mean, I, I brushed up on it real real then. I have not watched anything recently though, so I have no clue about any of the Disney TV shows. <clears throat> Fine speech. Took you a few weeks to cut a halfway decent promo, but now I'm about to shrink you down to size. Okay. See, I wake up in the morning. And I pee excellence, right? I'm main event Mike Davis. I was born for this, right? I've been studying this since I was seven. I'm ready. No. I'm going to lose, by the way. That was, a good, that was a great promo, except you used the same reference last week. That I'm going to cut you down to size. It's, it's such a good reference. We use it every day, actually. So. I know, but we're not broadcasting yet. We're not broadcasting yet every day. We'll get there. <laughs> We'll be live. We're going to get a radio show. That'd be awesome, boys. Anyways, game faces, you guys feeling mean? <clears throat> feeling ready? Yes. Listen, me and <coughs> Steven are currently sharing a mic, so we're going to go by the raise of the hand. If you answer before, you don't. we're, we're skipping the question, and you get minus a point. We're playing to five points. I have ten questions pulled up. Make sure you keep score, because I forgot to last week. And it cost me a, a win. Yes, I'm aware. Nope, nope. I just won because I'm better. Okay. Question number one. In how many MCU movies does Phil Coulson make his appearance? Main event? I'm going to say four. Final answer? Yes. <laughs> Steven, chance to steal. It's five. It is five. It is five. five. And because I'm the host (laughs) and the current belt champion, I'm going to give you a bonus point. If you can name all all five movies, you will get two points this round. All right. um, I've got Avengers. Avengers and uh, Age of Ultron. Um. He's also in... You already got it wrong. Do you want me to cut you down right there? The answers were Iron Man. Can I get get a guess for a bonus point? No. That's so... That's C. You got it wrong. I don't understand. I don't understand. All right. Remember about being a man? Take it like it. (laughs) (laughs) The answers were Iron Man, Iron Man 2, Captain Marvel, Thor, and Avengers. I have the answers right here. You can read them and weep. All right. The current score is one nothing. You see, I thought it was I thought it was Ultron instead of Captain Marvel. Which MCU movie has the shortest running time? Uh, I believe it is Iron Man 1. Final answer? Yeah. <laughs> Chance to steal. Main event. Um, I'm going to say 
It's not. It's not any of the Iron Man movies. It is not. I'm gonna go with the Hulk, the Incredible Hulk. The answer is the Incredible Hulk. And I, and I understand that can be a little skeptic. See, I just I wasn't sure if that was gonna be included in technically the Marvel Cinematic Universe. It has Robert Downey Jr. It, in it, it. it. Yeah. So I guess it is it. That was. I was thinking that, but I wanted to go with a true MCU movie. So that's on me. That's on me. Alrighty, ready for the next one? There's no bonus question. Just for the just for the first question. Alrighty, if you can name three people who played the Hulk within five seconds. Okay. Five. Mark Ruffalo. Four, three, uh, yeah, I don't. Two. Never mind. You're good. I don't know his I name. Was, no, I see so you got yeah, it wrong. Yeah. See, hand. no. Yeah. I, I, I'm not okay. giving it to him. That's what I thought. No, your role, Steven. Know your role and shut your mouth, you jabroni. Uh, fun fact, though, the first guy to ever play the Hulk was deaf. He was a bodybuilder. I forget his name to be exact, but yeah, no, he was deaf. Who? Are you talking about Lou Ferrigno? The answers were Lou Ferrigno, Mark Ruffalo. I'm thinking of the guy from Fight Club. I just can't remember his name. Edward Norton. Edward Norton. All righty. The score is 1-1. Next question. In the first Avengers movie... How many Avengers do we actually see? Six. That is correct. That is correct. Yeah. Steven takes the lead. Two to one. All right. You guys ready? Uh-huh. Apart from Guardians of the Galaxy, which other Marvel movie was announced at the 2012 San Diego Comic-Con? Michael? I'm going to go with... Ant-Man. That is correct. Neck and neck here. 2-2. Two, two. All righty. Ooh. This is a good one. Now, I don't think anyone would know this one, but if you guys get this, this would be pretty impressive. Which Marvel film did Michael Bay call his favorite? Mike. Thor Ragnarok. No. Yeah, it's Age of Ultron. It is not. The correct answer is Iron Man. Confirmed here on Lake Crib Studios. Oh yeah, he does walk away from the explosion. That's totally Michael Bay. The score is still currently two to two. All righty. Let's see here. Who are the actors who have Chris as their first name in the Marvel Cinematic Universe? Mike? There are three of them. Chris Hemsworth. Who does he play? Thor. Chris Evans plays Captain America. Correct. Chris Pratt plays Star-Lord Star or Peter Quill. That is correct. And because he gave the correct actors and their characters, I'm going to give him a bonus point. It's going to bring the score to four to two. Game point. Read them and weep. This next question. Mike could secure the dub... Or Steven could tie it up. It's going to be a two-parter. Before Tom Holland, who played the two Spider-Men? Steven? Uh, that would be Tobey Maguire and Andrew Garfield. I don't think that was fair. He raised his hand before the question was finished. You had it up. One point. Okay. Follow-up. It's worth a shot. If you can tell me who directed the first... Mike, it's not your you turn. You see, you're very inconsistent with the bonus questions, bro. No, no, let him answer. If you can tell me who directed... No, no, no. Okay. It's not Sam Raimi, is it? 
That was one of the answers, but I need two. And you know what's funny is if you get this wrong, Steven's definitely going to know and tie it up. No, you're getting a point taken away because you raised your hand before the question was done, and you got it wrong. I was actually just interjecting as to why there was a bonus question. I never wanted to answer. Was that your final answer? I never wanted to answer. You have Sam Raimi and one more other person. I'm going to go with Sam Raimi. Uh, give me a... I don't know, man. I'm going to go with John Favreau, even though it's not John Favreau. It's not John Favreau. Just to give an answer to get it over with. So that's going to be minus a point for you. See, you know, that's... You're down to three. That's inconsistent. Steven, if you can get this, you'll go to four. Can I ask you to repeat the question? Yes, you that's, can. Dude, that is, you're laughing because you know it's, it's so stupid. I didn't even answer. I was interjecting that it was a bonus question, Caden. He said, let him answer. And you said, Are you being a man right okay. now? Does a man... I'm winning with is, whatever is, is, it takes. Is a man inconsistent, Caden? Steven's proven his argument here. I'm kind of joining his side. All right. The question is, if you can tell me who directed the first Spider-Man movie with Tobey Maguire and the first Spider-Man movie with Andrew Garfield, I will give you a bonus point. I choose not to answer. Skip, I don't know the answer. All right, so the score is 3-3. Three, three. It was Sam Raimi and Mark Webb directed the first Amazing Spider-Man. With that being said, the score is 3-3, three, three, and we have to find another question. Because the rest of those were like opinion based. So the core or the scores right now, three three. Next question. Where is Steve Rogers from? Mike's hand was up first. Brooklyn. Correct. Mike moves ahead four to three. And then Spider-Man is from Queens. They're both from New York. They had a little conversation about it in Civil War. Go ahead and give him a bonus point. I was going to say you're not getting a bonus point for being a suck-up. But maybe if you're going to be a jerk about it, maybe I will give him one. Yeah, and follows the inconsistencies. I just wanted to say the fun fact. All righty, next question. Captain America's shield and Bucky's arm are made of what material? I'm going to close my eyes. I want hands down at the side. When I open them, the first one I see go up, that's who's getting picked because I know you guys were both jumping at the chain on that one. One, two, three. You guys had your hands up already. No, I, we just raised them, Caden. Rock, paper, scissors. Oh, my gosh. Best of one? Hmm. Best of two. Hold on. Like, Rock, paper, scissors, shoot. Steven wins round one. Steven wins round two. Steven. For Sammy, uh, I went rock, rock again. All right. Answer the question. Um, oh, oh, I, vibranium. I thought that was his answer, but I thought he was saying it was made out of rock. No, no, vibranium. That is correct. That is correct. Was part of the question also Wolverine's claws? I should take away a point for him being a... Yeah, you know what? You're being a Marvel, a Marvel nerd and like a... Inconsistency. It plays both sides, all right? 
My dad. Well, it's called that's consistent and consistency, ladies and gentlemen. And then if you watch Origins, actually, you find out why it's his claws because it's also all of his bones. Who? Steven, you realize you could have you could have won the game with that one, and then you just lost the point for being a know-it-all. Four three. It is four three. Next question. Wanda and her brother Pietro are from where? Mike Sam was up first. Sokovia. That is correct. The score is four four. Nope. It was definitely four three. I was up. No, you went down. He he. It was three three. I got a question right. I said we I said he was from Brooklyn. I all made a right, four three. All right. If he you got wanna, the vibranium go question, this. and then I just got that question. That's you five, lost four. a point. You lost a point. No, I never gained the extra point. Yeah, he didn't. He didn't and no, no, because I, uh, it was already four to three. You were four. I was at four. It was four to three. And then we're three three. I ma- I lost a point, and then I made it four three again. You made it four four, and then I just made it five four. No. Yes. No. No, I had you guys at four oh three. Now it's four four, dude. Oh, how the tables have tabled. Because you're wrong, bro. If you want to win, get the next question right, and you oh you ride off God. into the sunset. I gotta find a hard one. Nick Fury wears his eye patch over which eye? His hands up. Well, technically, he raised it before the question. Let him answer. You have to raise your hand again, Stephen. It's his right eye. That's incorrect. And he loses a point? He does. Thank you. It's his left eye. Dang. He literally got you. It was only a 50-50 shot. 6-4. Ball game. 5-4. 6-4. I just I I thought the question was going to be, why does he wear the, wear the eye patch? Did not know is because of which one. Ladies and gentlemen, we, we, we battled adversity. We, we battled a horrible host, an inconsistent host. It's going to be part I'll of his documentary. This. I'll it's give right. him this. His consistently inconsistent hosting. You know, I'll, I'll give you that much, Caden. It's just like my umpire. Um, Steven actually knows that that was all, that was all horrible. Um, so that's why Steven was laughing the entire time. Well, it's funny. But then, we, it, prevail. Interview, we prevail. Interview him in your documentary, bro. We prevail. I will. All right. I will. We're still waiting for the release date. Because uh, there's a lot that goes into it. So what, like 2030, you're going to put that out, and then 2033, I'll put my tell-all about how you lied and all of it. Ooh. Everybody knows the sequel's never better than the original. Godfather Part Two. How many sequels have there been in history? You Shrek 2. One. Shrek overrated, bro. Empire Strikes Back. That's where I would have gone with it. Well, The Godfather is like known as one of the most influential Star Wars. In fact, the three names that we just said, Shrek 2, Godfather 2, and Star Wars. Okay, but my, are argue, the three my argument best. just is, my argument just is, how many sequels are there in history? And you can name three good ones. Okay, The New Testament. Oh, snap, son. So, okay, so is your argument then that the New Testament is... Jesus is the sequel better, to Adam. Is better... No, and, and you're very factual in that, and that is correct, right? You know? I'm not even going to argue with that on that one. I think they're... I, I think Jesus is more important than Adam. You keep backing yourself into this corner, argument. man. I'm not backing myself into a corner. I'm agreeing with him. But the New Testament and the Old Testament are of equal importance and equal greatness. Um, we get Christianity out of the second one. The first, the, the Old Testament is, is based off of Judaism, and then we go through that and everything we learn. It's history. The second one, which is the New Testament, 
the, the sequel is where you get Christianity, the fundamental beliefs of us, and the fact that we can now talk to God without having to go to a priest. Mic drop. So, okay, but then without the Old Testament, the New Testament has no meaning. No, Jesus is in the New Testament. The Old Testament is about Jesus, which is the New Testament. Without the Old Testament, there wouldn't be a New Testament. It would just be Testament. <laughs> you can lose the first Testament. Thank you, ladies and gentlemen. Okay. The entire Bible matters 100%, but you could lose the Old Testament and still have the base of our religion. This was supposed to be a friendly game of Marvel trivia. Turn into debate class. Bit of robbery. You know what you do here on the Tales with the Crypt show. You lose with grace, and you win with grace. Um, we don't do that. No. No, we win with pure arrogance. And lose with bitterness. We win at all costs, apparently. No, well, you lost. So, And I, I won the right way. Oh, really? You mm -hmm. cheated. You got 17 points out of nowhere. What are you doing? I'm just going to chalk it up to he doesn't know how to count. Nope. Who? Are you talking about me? No, him. Oh. I mean, you don't know how to count either because you had it no, wrong as yeah, well. I don't, I don't know where you guys got that from. So, but anyway, with that, we'll, we'll listen back to it. Yeah. Dude. You so, <laughs> sit back and let us run the show, Steven. He, he's like so eager, yet he's so young. It's, it's that tenacity that's going to make it in this industry for you. You're going to get there one day, kid. Just not today. With that being said, though, you all know what time it is. Friendly competition. Dun, 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 dun. Friendly competition doesn't run in this in this league, ladies and gentlemen. It is time for the weekly draft. But first, we're gonna check the results of last week's draft to see if we have to pass the belt off or if, you know, I get to keep it. With that being said, drum roll, please. This week's draft for fall things had a total of. Three votes. Yeah. Guys, we need a little more support. <laughs> we're trying to write a storyline here. We're begging you. <laughs> the millions and, and millions. AKA three fans. All right, just give me give me five votes, please, next time. This way we have a Dude, winner. So that way we don't have an <laughs> odd five. number or like just please. Ne hold on. No four. No multiples two. of six. You just said or three. Please give us five votes so we don't have an odd number. <laughs> My so, bad, So I think, I think every bit of counting and argument that you had for your case in the trivia segment, gone. I still won, so it really doesn't matter. Congrats. Let's get to the results of this one. Okay. With three votes, we had in third place one vote for Stephen Smith. In second place, we had one vote for... Main event, Mike Davis. And remaining your champion with a three-way tie of one vote, the one, the only, primetime, Caden I love how Reeves. he only plays music when he wins. You want to start playing music? Start winning. Ladies and gentlemen, can we, can we please remove this guy? He, is not a, he, he actually hasn't even had one like definitive title defense yet. I have one word for you. Two, actually. Nope, you can't count either, so sit down. Acknowledge me. Oh, well, well, that's two words. You said one, so sit down. All right. Anyway, ladies and gentlemen, back to the topic at hand. Um, you know, it's almost like the way we uh, the way we go. You think this show is communist because if we're all equal. We all win. We all lose. 
the state wins. We made the definitive argument that when it's a tie, the championship belt did. does we not did. get relinquished. We did. Therefore, and, and, it is mine. And, and, and I fully acknowledge that. You, you won, right? Would you say you'll acknowledge me? <laughs> no. You should. But I'll say... You're not undisputed. You've tied the only, every single the, the time. Only, the only champion so far that has had a definitive title defense and has actually won a draft... Is making a documentary about... Wah. I'm hurt. I'm sad. I was cheated. You want to go there? Maybe. <laughs> <laughs> Let's go there. Go ahead. I'm waiting. No, I'm not going to do that to you on, on the pod. You know, it's going to be funny when after you release this this documentary, you're going <clears> to <throat> put out a book that says, If I did it. Real, real small. <laughs> <laughs> I'm glad we're all on the same page. Okay. With Shout that- out, my man. <laughs> Please. <laughs> Please. Great Buffalo Bill player. Oh, man. I thought he played. Never mind. The juice is loose. <laughs> I thought he was on the Broncos. Oh, no, that was just his car. <laughs> okay. We're getting too far into it. To the draft. I actually have no clue, but I'm pretty sure it was the Bills. The Broncos sounds better to me. <laughs> well, you drove away in a white Bronco. OJ Simpson is officially a player for the Denver Broncos. Nice. <laughs> John Elway, make it happen. <laughs> Did Graham Gano miss he missed another one? Dude, he's my kicker, and I'm immediately getting rid of him. He's done. Oh, no, this was earlier. This is the one that they blocked uh, him. I was like, that's not how you... Oh, this is a recap. Okay, well, let's get focused. Okay, I'm sorry. I just thought, dang, that was a nice play. Oh, he turned off the TV. We need to focus, Caden. You're the one announcing the draft. What we, I forgot what we were doing. Oh, actors. Best actors yeah, of all time. My actors. bad, y'all. Um... So, yeah, we're going to each get five picks, so it's 15 total actors. If we don't pick your favorite actor, I'm, so- I'm sorry. I wish I could have picked better. Who's got the first pick? Have a better taste in actors. I haven't had the first pick yet, so I think it's your turn to have first pick. Why Why would you say that like that? Because I want the first pick, but I don't want to say Just I Just for want saying it, you're pick. not getting the first pick. Caden, you can have the first pick this week. <clears throat> My number one pick for greatest actors of all time. I can't pick him, but I want to. You know what? I'm going to. Give me Will Ferrell. He's hysterical. He's funny. And I just love all his movies. Okay, you can explain later when you have to defend yourself. My number one pick is going to be Samuel L. Jackson. Oh, yeah, I forgot. My number one pick. Leonardo DiCaprio. This is all pick. I think for my next pick, I'm going to go with Robert De Niro. Great pick. That's a really good pick. Uh, I'm going to go with Brad Pitt. Second round. Second round pick. I'm going to go with Johnny Depp. That's a great pick. I knew, that's, I knew you were going to pick him next round. Yep. My next pick, I'm going to go with Matthew McConaughey. Ah, solid. All right, all right, all right. All right, I'm going to go with Morgan Freeman. That's a solid choice, solid choice. I'm going to go with... Uh, 
yeah, it just blanked from my mind. I'm sorry. Uh, I'm going to go with Tom Cruise. For my next pick, I'm going to go with Sir Ian McKellen. McKellen. Played Magneto. Also played Gandalf. Uh, I'm going to go with Keanu Reeves. Solid choice. I'm going to go with Robin Williams. And I think this is the fifth round, so I'm going to wrap mine off with probably uh, one that oh. I pulled a little too close to home. Please give me Danny McBride. <laughs> All right, well, I'm going to Hugh Jackman. I'm going to go with one that should have won the first round, and I'm, I'm honestly kind of sad that he didn't. And I'm going to have to defend this to my mom when she texts me about it tomorrow. Tom Hanks. Yeah, no, I don't. I, no, he makes he makes okay movies. I th- I think Castaways is his best movie. No, and that's that's why you don't like Tom Hanks. You don't watch the right Tom Hanks movies. I think Forrest Gump is a bad movie and should not have won the Oscar that year. Pulp Fiction should have won it. Hey, Pulp Fiction is a better movie than Tom, than Forrest Gump. I'll, I'll say that one. It also features one of your picks, Samuel Jackson. Yeah. So, uh, Stephen. We will let you defend first. We'll give you that. Or make your argument, I should say. Okay, yeah. Um, all right, so first overall pick, Samuel L. Jackson. You know, I, I think you could say that he he plays a persona a lot of the times. Um, but then you get those sometimes when he, he just, you're like, okay, that, that guy's an actor. So if you have, you've never seen Jackie Brown, it's one of his better roles. Um, but I doubt most people have seen it. Um, but if you look at Django, oddly enough, another Tarantino movie. Um, he plays uh, he plays the right hand man over at the the plantation, and I I think it's one of his his best jobs <laughs> of acting uh, ever. Um, to be honest, I, like it, it just um, it's incredible the work he can do with that, and you got the split franchise. Um, um, you know, I, I think that he's got a lot of other movies too. I think Marvel's one of the lower on his list of what what he does good. Um, but like the bo- Hitman's Bodyguard, um, these are just a few, but I, he's got a ton that are really good um my next pick was brad pitt i think that your first um i don't know your first thought could go between a a few movies um but mine is definitely fight club um it's iconic um he is he he is the guy you watch fight club for and not edward norton you watch it for brad pitt because he's he's the main guy in the book that you think about uh fun fact in the book if you enjoy fantasy fun, fun fact in uh in the book Edward Norton's character does not have a name. Um, in the movie, he actually goes by Jack, but in the book, he doesn't have a name. Uh, next would be Morgan Freeman. You know, he's that old guy always, always in the, always in the things and in the movies. Uh, yeah, no, you got Driving Miss Daisy. You've got one of the greatest movies of all time, Shawshank Redemption, if not the greatest in a lot of people's books. Um, you know Morgan Freeman. He he's just he does have a little complex. But he likes to play God in a lot of movies, um, but I I think he's a great actor. Uh, Keanu Reeves. You got the John Wick trilogy. You've got the the Matrix trilogy. Well, John Wick's actually the fourth one. In so Matrix. The Matrix. Yeah, he got the fourth one now too. So I mean, he's got tons of movies he's been in as well. That's really awesome. But he's also just a great guy outside of it. Uh, and then I finally for my last one, I went with somebody that I love the most out of all this would be Hugh Jackman. Um, he can sing. He plays. One of my he plays my favorite superhero, Wolverine. 
but he also is funny. He does good in comedy movies. He does good in, in, in drama movies. So yeah, that's my pick. He's also on a he's a big Broadway guy too, like live stage productions. He was in Oklahoma. He was in uh, A Boy from Oz. More you know? Mike? So my first pick was Leonardo DiCaprio. Uh, easily one of the greatest actors of all time. And I don't think that can be disputed. Uh, you know, he, he was great as a, as a child actor in What's Eating Gilbert Grape. Uh, I don't know if you guys ever saw that movie. Also ties into another one of my picks, Johnny Depp, uh, who was also in that movie, did a very fantastic job. Uh, Leonardo DiCaprio was in greats like Titanic, uh, The Wolf of Wall Street, uh, The Revenant, which he finally won an Oscar for. And, you know, I, I think it was a long overdue Oscar. Uh, going into my second pick, we got Johnny Depp. Johnny Depp is one that, you know, he's been in controversy lately, but uh, he prevailed from that as a, per, as a man. And, uh, you know, I, I think even then put on a great performance that all of us kept, kept all of us intrigued that entire summer, you know, at least me anyway. But, you know, Johnny Depp, he's got a lot of range. He, he was good, you know, in, in a comedy-ish sense. He was as, in uh, as Captain Jack Sparrow. Yep, Twenty One Jump Street. Twenty One Jump Street. Comedy movie. Um, you know he 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 does a great job in in movies like Edward Scissorhands. Um, you know any, anything made by Tim Burton. Um, Fun fact with Twenty One Jump Street. Um, he actually is in the original Twenty One Jump. That, that's Jump why Street, he was the TV in the show. Yeah, that's why he was in the movie. Uh, which, which again, you know, just that he's been that relevant for that long is, is amazing. Uh, then we have Tom Cruise. You know, Top Gun, Mission Impossible. Uh, does his own stunts. It's pretty cool. Especially, that, that, especially, especially that now. age. Uh, yeah, and, and it, it, the way he looks at his age, dude. Yeah. You know? Scientology. Um, you know, uh, nope, not that one. <laughs> you know, th- there's a little controversy there, but we're, we're talking strictly in acting. Uh, you know, to me, he's one of the greatest actors ever. Uh, then we're going to go to Robin Williams. Um, rest in peace, gone too soon. Um, you know, Robin Williams was, was in Classics. Uh, in the 90s that, that we talk about now, you know, he was in... Um, he was referencing Ted. Yes. Uh, that's messed up. Um, he, he was, was in... He the, was the genie. He was the genie in Aladdin. Killed he, it. He was in Mrs. Doubtfire. He was in, you Flubber. know... Flubber. He was in Goodwill Hunting. Goodwill Hunting. You know, he, he did an amazing job. One of my favorite movies of all time, and, and, my, and in my opinion, his greatest movie, Dead Poet Society. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, it, it is a fantastic movie. Um, and then my final pick, you know, you guys may not like Ooh, it. Oh, Jumanji too. Jumanji, that's solid. Uh, but you know, in my last pick, you guys, you guys may not <laughs> like it. Uh, but this this draft's not for you. That's why you didn't pick him. That's why I picked him. Uh, and my last pick was Tom Hanks. You know, he was in Big. He was in Castaway. Forrest Gump. He was in Saving Private Ryan. Saving Private Ryan. You know, he he's a, he he can he can be funny. He can be serious. He he can make you feel good. He was Woody. He was Woody. Toy Story. You know, that's iconic right there. I actually think his best role, to be honest, is uh, the, the new one that came out. The Man the, Called um, Auto? I was nope, actually not that one. The one before that, 2019-ish. I don't know. It was, uh, it was good, uh, Beautiful Day in the Neighborhood. He played oh, Mr. Yeah, Rogers. He played uh, Mr. You know, Rogers. I thought that was a very good film. Uh, you know, I do really like that A Man Called Auto that came out earlier. Yes, uh, it I was, think it was this it was year sad. or last year. It was very sad, but it was a very good movie, very good performance by Tom Hanks. Uh, and he's really just been able to... You know, perform and perform since you know. I, I think like the eighties. I, I think just I'm not, my biggest problem with him though is that you don't ever lose him in the acting. Like you always know it's him, and that's that's the biggest problem I have with that. Which is the same thing Samuel L. Jackson does most of the time, but he's got a couple roles where you don't know it's like it's like you forget it's him. It's an actual person instead. See, I disagree. 
the, the movie that comes to mind that like debunks that to me is the terminal. The turn that to me he he plays. He it, seemed, it, it's he seemed not like a, Tom Hanks. No, he seemed like a legit tourist who was stuck who, in an who out, just, airport. Who, yeah, who's just lost. He's also in Elvis. But he was, and that was he did such a good job there. But I, I still and, and could I tell mean, it was him the entire no, but, time. See, it took me like three quarters of the movie to lean over to Cade and be like, "Yo, is this is this Tom Hanks?" And I was like, "Yes, Mike." Yes, it Granted, is. that was actually that was due to a lot of physical factors, but I think Tom Hanks did a very good job in that movie as well. You don't like pulling a double and then going to watch a three-hour flick? No, no, that was Oppenheimer was was probably the toughest. Um, Although Oppenheimer, Oppenheimer, amazing movie. Shout um, out Cillian Murphy. Cillian Murphy didn't make the list, but shout him out. Christopher Nolan. Um, you know, a lot like that physical change though. Uh, you got Colin Farrell in the newest The Batman when he plays the Penguin. Dude's like super tiny and see crazy to me he book. wasn't even in the top two best actors in the <clears throat> entire movie. I mean, yeah, because you... to me, Rob. No, I'm talking about that in performing that movie. No, I agree. Robert Pattinson did an amazing job. I I think he was um, the best. I'm, actor. I'm I'm a huge Robert Pattinson fan. Highly controversial. I'm a huge Twilight fan. Okay, I watched the movies when I was a kid. They're good. Sue me. Have you watched them recently? Uh, I watched the first one like. Six months ago, it was it was on some kind of streaming service. Only on Girls Night. <laughs> That's fine. They're was so that funny. was that all your picks? I don't want to yeah. cut you off. Uh, yeah, I think Tom Hanks was my last pick. Yeah. Alrighty. <clears throat> pick number one for me. You know, he's been one of my favorites since I was a child. Will Ferrell. He's hysterical. Elf. Um, Talladega Nights. Anchorman. Step Brothers. All some of my favorite comedies of all time. But I will say he also he, he can play the serious role pretty well too. I mean he, he is similar to Tom Hanks where it's kind of you know he's there. It's always Will Ferrell. But at the same time in uh, the movie Everything Must Go is more of a, a sad kind of. Never like, really saw that one. It, it was it's a good movie, but it, it's not like a Will Ferrell slapstick. It's more of like a dang he's kind of going through it. This sucks. But he does he does, he portrays it well. And but it still has like a, a fun Will Ferrell vibe too if that makes sense. Uh, next pick was Robert De Niro. Mike, I know you're a big Robert De Niro fan. Uh, we're 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 huge, huge Robert De Niro, fan. huge fan of those old mob movies. You know, Goodfellas, one of my probably top ten movies of all time. Hey, I would agree. You know, Ray Liotta makes an appearance. Another great actor. R.I.P. But, um, R.I.P. But Robert De Niro, you know, again, very versatile. You see him in comedy movies like Meet the Fockers and Meet the Parents. Hysterical. He still plays that mean mug in serious role. We watched Neighbors the other night with Zac Efron. Everybody in the fraternity references him. They all dress up as Robert De Niro and hit him with the. You you talking to me? You talking to me? You you you, talk to, you talking to me? And then the real estate agent, you talking to me? Yeah. What are you doing here? Get out. But um, Robert De Niro is one of probably my favorite favorite actors. You know he and he's still in the game. He actually, I believe, he just had his uh, he had another kid. I'm pretty sure. It might have been Al Pacino. That's terrifying. No, it was. It's definitely Robert De Niro too. <clears throat> but um, uh, next pick, another. You know, we'll sh- we'll shout him out too because Texas won this weekend. Matthew McConaughey, horns up, horns up, dude. I, and I've said this for the last two days. The only reason they won that world since they won, which was last night, uh, but the only reason they won is because the Undertaker made a hype video for him. And I and I referenced this: if the Undertaker ever made a hype video for a team that I was on, I'd be ready to take an entire army by myself. That's that's sick. I mean, he's the American uh, bad man pajama, but uh. You know, back to back to my list. We are getting a little distracted. We're gonna kind of hone in. Matthew McConaughey. Some of my favorite movies with him: Wolf of Wall Street, Days to Confuse, 
Um, I don't know if you guys have ever seen Texas, uh, Texas Dallas or Texas Dallas Buyers Club. I believe is what it's called. Yes, no, I know what you're talking about. That's regarded as like one of his as his greatest performance of all time. It is breathtaking. Interstellar. I actually haven't seen Interstellar. I'm so sorry. I know. I know. I haven't seen it. It's an amazing movie. I've heard good things. I just haven't had the time to get around to it. Uh, But Matthew McConaughey is my third pick. My fourth pick, Sir Ian McKellen. You know, he played Gandalf. He was in the X-Men, Magneto. Just can you name another? Got him. Got him. Exposed. Ladies and gentlemen, okay. we got him. I'd ask, I was going to say, I asked Caden. I know you know more, and I'm proud of you for that. He was in, wasn't he in Star Wars too? He also writes the Star Wars. Uh, no, I do not think Sir Ian I, I know, was a see, Star Wars. I know he, he yeah. started, he started like yeah, theater. He, he, yeah, he's I know a huge, huge I know, Broadway guy. I know huge him Broadway mainly guy. from theater stuff. Huge Broadway guy. But I do like him in his roles, like Lord of the Rings, one of the, like, like you said, top, top franchise. Steven, he's scrambling to try and save the pick. You know, I guess, okay, I love Sir Ian McCollum, but he is a second-rate Christopher Lee. That's a tough assessment, but you're not wrong. It's so hard to say because I love him. Patrick Stewart was bounds and leaps better than Sir Ian McCollum. And they're both still alive. I'm talking about them like they're dead. Christ- but Christopher Lee is who I was talking about. I know you're talking Christopher oh, Lee to, is, is way better than both of them. He's got, you know, he had like, what, 250 movies? Yeah, I think he was, like, he did some other stuff, too. That he, I think he was, like, an actual genius and stuff. Yeah, no, but uh, he, he, I mean, he, he saw the last He was also in Charlie, Char- he was also in um, Charlie yeah, and the Chocolate Factory, which also starred Johnny Depp. I was, I was at the dentist the other day, and that's all I could think about was him saying lollipop <laughs> from that movie. And the more you know. I totally forgot. He also played Cogsworth in the live-action movie in the Beast, which is one of my favorite. You just had to look that up. You just looked up Sir Ian McKellen movies. I did, and Mm. I just saw that. Exposed. It's okay. Pick invalid. It's still a pick, and the draft belt's still mine. (laughs) With that being said, let me get back to my final pick. Danny McBride. Oh, my gosh. You're going to base this solely on the movies. This is the end, and... The TV show Eastbound and Down. Tropic Thunder, another great one. Pineapple Express, another great movie. Pretty much any role that he's in, Hot Rod. Any, any role that he's in, he plays the scummy, like, creep, and he plays the... Did you know he helped write Halloween Ends? With Rob Zombie? Or no, no, no the, the last, new, the new maybe one? That, maybe that's why it sucked. I never claimed him to be a good writer. <laughs> I just I think mean, he... he did. Not a great actor, though, either. I, I don't care. He that is my pick. He is one of my favorite actors of all time. He can be your pick. Well, these you're starting picks, to pick like Steven. These picks you're, have, getting, you're getting a little comfortable. These picks have won belts. It's crazy because you guys talk. These, about these my picks, picks have won one draft. It's crazy. You guys talking about my picks are so bad. We've tied every single time I've yeah, been we're, on we're all, here. We're all talking about like each other that we draft horribly. We all draft equally bad. Right, like you know, we leave out a lot of stuff. I've and I'm been sorry on here about for that. Three episodes, okay? we've tied every time. Here's my question, though: Do you think maybe that should we just start doing the draft maybe earlier? That way, if people listen, they're like, "All right, we'll listen to the draft first. I kind of like the suspense. The draft's like the main card, but at the same time, we get it out early. 
That's not a bad idea, actually. Well, we can try. Let us know what week. you think. Yeah. For, for for you people who listen to like half the episode, I don't I don't knock you guys at all. Okay. I don't even listen to them. All right. Not even gonna lie to you. It's because I live them. Okay. That's why I don't listen to them. We do this live. But like for you people who only listen to half of them, if you want us to move the draft up, you're probably not listening right now anyway because this is the end of the episode. But if you want us to move the draft up, let us know. Okay. So we'll listen, see what you guys say, and then we'll tr- we're going to try it next week, see how it goes. If we get more draft or uh, votes, then obviously we'll keep it. Um, but if you like this, then say, hey, no, don't change it. Let's, um, let's go ahead and wrap this draft segment up, and we'll close out here shortly. Uh, let's go ahead and all read our picks again and give a movie, like, for each actor, give one movie. They're, 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 in your opinion, their top movie. Starting with you, kid. Go ahead. <clears throat> All righty. Will Ferrell, Talladega Nights, Robert De Niro, Goodfellas, Matthew McConaughey, Texas Dallas Buyers Club, Sir Ian McKellen, uh, The Lord of the Rings franchise, and Danny McBride. Give me, can I pick a TV show or, or just be a movie? You can pick an actor. You can pick an actor. Okay, Eastbound and Down. All right, all right, all right. All right. Samuel L. Jackson, Pulp Fiction, Brad Pitt, Inglorious Bastards, Morgan Freeman. I'm going to have to go with probably. Shawshank Redemption. Yeah, oh yeah, Shawshank. Yeah, that's right. Shawshank Redemption. Keanu Reeves. You got to say it first. <laughs> Shawshank Redemption. Keanu Reeves, I'm going to pick The Matrix. And then Hugh Jackman. I'm going to go with The Greatest Showman. I would agree. That, it, so, that or Les Mis are probably his greatest performances. All right, and then my picks, Leo, Leonardo DiCaprio, What's Eating Gilbert Grape. Johnny Depp, What's Eating Gilbert Grape as well. Tom Cruise, Top Gun. Robin Williams, Dead Poet Society. And Tom Hanks, Forrest Gump, or A Man Called Aldo. All righty, so you guys got the draft locked in. You know our picks. Remember to vote. Let us know what you think. And we're going to start wrapping the show up. But first, main event, Mike Davis. You know, this this is the end of the episode. This is the main event. I'm the main event. What what better way to end the show, right? So we're kind of toying with the idea of turning the, the woods next to our house into a haunted trail for Halloween. Okay? But we want to know what you guys think. Is that something you guys would be interested in, 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 in experiencing? Is that something you guys think is a good idea? Would you guys want to help? Okay? You know, these are all things that we're trying to consider. Um, just trying to give a good Halloween experience, in which it would be followed up on uh, Halloween night by something that Caden thought of. Uh, it's, uh, I think it's a good opportunity. I think it's good for the community. Caden, why don't you tell us a little bit about that? You know, growing up, being, being a little little kid, going to all these fall festivals, like haunt, like happy trails, get to play games, you know, get some candy. I think it'd be cool with, you know, the property and the space we have to put on maybe a little, like, event for the local community, for children, you know, set up some – some patio games or like some lawn games in the backyard, you know, light light up the backyard, have yeah, stations. We, we, yeah, we, we could kind of do like a like a bobbing for apples kind of thing. We could do, you know, Halloween cornhole. Um, you get those little bowling you know, sets. Maybe maybe if we if, if if we make a couple good days at the barrel, we could get a little bouncy house. Who knows? Oh, that'd be sick. Dude, the really Steve? Steven, I understand that I was on my phone earlier and a fantasy football ad came up. Yep, that's what that was. If you guys made it this far. But um, Steven's actively on Instagram Reels. Not even, not even invested. Steven. We're, we're talking about the, the opportunity of a lifetime. Right? To get back to the youth. Right? The but anyway, youth. you know, the for, millions. 
and millions of youth. That'd be wild if we had a million little kids. Yeah, I don't think we could hold that many. I don't think but so. Anyway, um, you know, but for for you know families and the youth, we would we could have a little event where we have you know uh, we we've got a bunch of games set up. We've got stations you know where people can go almost like trunk or treating. They can go through the little trail, you know, see you know the natural Jacksonville greenery. Well, and you know we're gonna do a little plug here, Timu, a little app. You can get all kinds of Halloween oh decorations. My, you and Timu, bro. Dude, we I, sat for an hour. Caden connected his phone to the TV, and we looked at Timu for an hour the other night. Now, granted, it was awesome. Okay, it's super cheap, and I'm gonna plug it too because Timu is great. But you've said the word Timu like at least 150 times in three days. Well, I'll have you know that Timu. Oh, 151. <clears throat> has two SpongeBob and Patrick best friend rings coming in for you and me. So I don't want to hear... Oh, that's amazing. Exactly. I don't want to hear anything about also, it. Also, little teaser, me and Caden are thinking about dressing up as Mermaid Man and Barnacle Boy for Halloween. That'll be fun. Um, what are you dressing up? Steven, I know we dressed up last year. Me, you, and uh, your fiancé were the Powerpuff Girls. Steven could be Karen, Plankton's wife. I asked Harley if we could do Mr. and Mrs. Smith from the Brad Pitt movie. She didn't like it. You could dress up as Will and Will Smith and Jada Pinkett Smith. I would rather Dude, not. Dude, I'll dress up as Chris Rock. <laughs> I guess. Can, can we joke about that yet? Is yeah. it? It's, I think it's okay. Have they talked about it? Chris Ro- Chris Rock's brought it up in stand up so I think it, I think. It's oh cool yeah, now. no, okay, so it's cool. It's, it's like cool. it's like All once right. once the elephant. I mean, yeah, because like, you kind of have to clear the room a little bit. Like, like it wasn't cool when people were. Jo- I mean, it it was hilarious when people were joking about it the next day, but it felt wrong, right? It did. Like you felt wrong to laugh at it because Will Smith was obviously going through something, and I hope he figures it out because we're we're here to help the men, you know. He's going through his his entanglement. Okay. I mean, I don't know how, you, dude. He's got to just leave. We him. don't we don't handle Will Smith slander here, Stephen. Define Will Smith should have been an, should have been a pick in that draft. How would how would you define entanglement? If okay, you, we're not going there. He's he's missed. Okay, you missed the interview. Obviously, then that went over your head. It's literally said in the interview. She said they had an entanglement when she cheated dude. on him. Yeah, no, it's like the that's quote. how that's how she explained to him that she cheated on him was that she had. An yeah, and then you get the video of him crying and stuff. He literally found out that that, that she was, he found out yeah. in the interview. I did not know that, that wound up being posted. I just went with like a entanglement, no hair. There's nothing to get. <laughs> no, to. it's called alopecia. Does she really? Yes. Okay. Oh, I'm so sorry. No. I didn't had no that, idea. That, no, fact, no, she, no. She doesn't have alopecia? No, she does. Oh. Alope- like, that's the whole alope- premise of the no. joke. Listen, alopecia is balding. Every guy has it. It's not special. She's no, not special. Really not. Everybody has it. It just depends on how bad you have it. It's an autoimmune immune disease where you lose hair. That's all it is. It's balding. Yeah, it's, it's nothing serious. He just didn't like that he made that comment about his wife, I guess. You know good and well she made him go up there. You saw the way she looked at him. He oh, laughed. dude, he, he laughed. laughed. Yeah, he laughed at it. He laughed, saw she wasn't laughing, and was like, oh, hold on. Keep my wife's name. Keep my wife's name out your mouth. Anyway, uh, but back to this little event that we're talking about. For, for, you know, for the youth and the families, we'll have those events. We may have those events set up, uh, you know, just a, just a time to enjoy some time with your family uh, and, and spend time with people in the community. And then for, you know, the, the young adults who, who are, are interested in the haunted thrill, houses. The thrill seekers. The thrill seekers, if you will. Maybe we'll set up a little themed haunted trail. Maybe, wink, wink, a tribute to slashers. 
It's just an idea. That'd be, dude, just like pumping the Michael Myers music out the backyard. That'd be awesome. You'd be terrified to walk out there. Uh, 100%. Even, you'd, be, you'd be one of the scare actors like in the yard, like about to scare people, and you're like shaking. You're like, actually, Loki, I'm kind of scared. No, dude, Loki, and, and, I, and I definitely could see you doing it. Where, like, if you put me in the shed with a chainsaw or something, you would hook up your phone to the little speaker oh, and, I'm and turn on to tul- tul- tiptoe through the tulips. 100%. And I'm sprinting to the house. <laughs> Mike, Steven, we went to Spirit today just to look around. And I was like, oh, dude, a life-size Annabelle doll. That'd be cool. Nope. And Mike said, nope. put it back. And then I picked up the, the Chucky one, and I was like, actually, no, I don't like this either. You guys know who Shirley Temple is? Like the animal crackers in my soup. Something, we have something, a, something. Uh, we have a three and a half foot tall one. Three and a half foot tall doll. My mom has it upstairs dressed up in some like Metallica stuff. And then she just sits it on her couch. That's terrifying. A three foot doll. That's terrifying. Yeah. When Harley comes there, I have to sleep in that room. I, I immediately go hide it in her corner. And I put the baby in the corner and hope it doesn't come and attack me in my sleep. Nobody puts a baby in a corner. Patrick Swayze. Could also could have been on that list. Could have. R.I.P. R.I.P. Patrick Swayze. Um, but anyway, uh, you know, for the, for the thrill seekers, we may have a little haunted trail set up during the night uh, that you can come, you know, get your scare on. Uh, if you may be interested, reach out. If that's something you're interested in helping, helping out. Helping with or attending, you know. Like you said, we do this for the for the millions and millions of Lake Crib fans. So we're not, you know, just being like, oh, we're trying to make it like we're just trying to do it for fun. Me and Mike enjoy scary things and horror movies. And we're like, dude, haunted houses are cool. We got the space for it. Let it eat. Let's build this thing. And also money talks. And I'm interested in making money. That is true. But mainly, mainly for the experience. Because I think it would be cool to work in a haunted house. I know. Growing up, you know, living in Orlando, I always wanted to work at Halloween Horror Nights. But, you know, the hours being like 5 p.m. to 4 a.m. didn't really be, wouldn't really be, you know, cohesive with being a high school student. Having and, to be, and having to sleep. And yeah, having to be at class at 7 a.m. in the morning. I actually really enjoy overnight shifts. As, but the problem is it's, your life becomes that shift. It's really hard to keep a, a life outside of that, especially when everybody else in your life is awake during the day. It, that is true. I, I never had the overnight shift except for a few times at Target. But even working, like having to be at the store at 3.30, dude, I'd come home, go to the gym, and I was ready for bed by like 4, 4 o'clock. Yeah, you know, I, uh, I just worked through the, through the heat of the day, uh, making sure these businesses have their air conditioning. Um, a thankless job, and, and, and we and thank re- you for and, that, Mike. And really, and really, not not really doing much during the day, you know. Actually, that's a lot. Uh, that's a lot. We got a lot done. Uh, but anyway, if that's something you're interested in, let us know. Uh, vote in the draft. Um, let us know what you thought about our men talk earlier. If that's something you guys want to see more of, uh, you know, we're we're always here to talk about, you know, uh, men's issues or, or just issues in general. Uh, I, I know we may have some female listeners. Um, so if you want to hear about female issues, this isn't the podcast for you because we're not going to talk about female issues. We're talking about just people issues. Say so we, we don't have the perspective. 
No, and that's why I don't mean that as a bad thing. We're just not going to talk about it because I, I can't talk about something I haven't experienced. Absolutely. So we're going to cut that there because we're just digging a hole. Um, and I apologize. Play for me that out, Caden. <laughs> um, but anyway, Caden, we talked about this earlier. We're going to skip to one song and one song only. Burp, burp. Love you guys.